What's up everybody? Hope everyone's having a great day today. Today is May the 7th, 2020. On a wonderful Thursday afternoon. Today I'm going to be teaching a little short, just a short, short study in Luke chapter 9. We're going to be doing 9 verse 1 through about maybe 17. We'll see how it goes. Uh, God was just really stirring my heart up last night as I was reading this. And I've read it before in the past, and I just felt like this was something that a lot of, you know, maybe some people needed to hear. You know, we got with the pandemic going on. We are, we as Christians are not stepping up like we need to be. We aren't doing what God has called us to do, and that's to follow His Word. We're not following His Word. We're not meeting the need of others. We're not helping others as much as we should be. We're not caring for the widows and the orphans like we should be. We're, we're so caught up in what we want and what our desires are. And, uh, and what we want versus what really matters most is what others need you know it's supposed to be Jesus others then ourselves putting ourselves last but we're so caught up in things that we want and we're so worried about what we want and selfish and thinking about ourselves rather than thinking of others so if you please turn with me to Luke chapter 9 verse 1 So he says in verse one, then he called the, then he called his twelve disciples together, and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure de- cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said to them, Take nothing for the journey, neither staffs nor bag nor bread nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. Whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart. And whoever will not receive you when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everyone, everywhere. So he's saying, you know, don't take all these things that, that normally you would take on a journey in those times. Don't take those things because the gospel is going to provide for you. The gospel will provide for you. I don't need you. I don't need you to have to worry about those things. Your job was to go and their job was to go and and cure diseases. It was to cast out demons. It was to preach the preach the gospel, preach the kingdom of God, to heal the sick. That's what their job was, and he didn't want anything else hindering that happening. So he said, "Don't even worry about taking all this stuff. The gospel is going to provide for you." And so now they were doing this. They, Jesus sent them out to work, and they were working all day. This was, you know, this was a, I believe this was something that they did from sun up to sundown. So verse 7, Now Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done by him, and he was perplexed, because it was said by some that John had risen from the dead. And by some that Elijah had appeared, and by others that one of the old prophets had risen again. Herod said, John, I have beheaded. So 
Herod, he already killed John. But John the Baptist, that is. So he says, Herod said, John, I have beheaded, but who is this of whom I hear such things? So he sought to see him. He was wanting to find out who, see who this Jesus was. He was wanting to find him and just, I don't know, because we know that, you know, in Matthew it explains a little bit more on the death of John the Baptist. King Herod actually found a liking to John. He liked the way he was talking. You know, he liked his teachings. His he, he actually says in there, he says he actually liked him. He liked who he was, but he didn't like what John told him. John told him, hey, you know, it's not right for you to have your brother's wife. And King Herod did not like that one bit, so he, he had him imprisoned, and then they had his uh had his head cut off and delivered on a platter to one of the women there. So now so the disciples are sent out, they're preaching the gospel, they're they're working miracles through Jesus and they're just they're out there all day, they're working. So we start up in verse ten and the apostles when they had returned, told him all that they had done. Then he took them and went aside privately into a deserted place belonging to the city of Bethsaida. Now, this is about to begin the whole miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000 men. And I want to point out, in, as it says in verse 10, it says, then he took them and went aside privately into a deserted place. So they're in a place where it's vacant. There's no, there's no food. There's no water. But anything that anybody might have brought with them. Other than that, there's nothing. So it just kind of, that right there just highlights the miracle that Jesus is about to work. It really takes it up a notch to just prove his power and his glory. And the disciples, so they're telling him, they're telling Jesus all that they had done. You know, they're probably like, hey, Jesus, we just healed all these people. You know, we preached the gospel to all of them. So Jesus, he took them privately into a deserted area. And so verse 11, but when the multitudes knew it, they followed him. And now Jesus, he always had big crowds following him. So much to where if he was in a room that... There was so many people crowded there that you couldn't even walk through the door. So he was just constantly being bombarded with people. And he was, so, but when the multitudes knew it, they followed him and he received them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who had need of healing. So even though Jesus is, he's, you know, there's got to, I, mean, I can guarantee you it was a lot taken out of him. Because remember, he's in the flesh. He, he has all the same things that we deal with, except for he was perfect in them all. But So he was probably tired. He was weary. After, you know, preaching the gospel to people all day and just dealing with people all day, healing them. and That took a toll on him, but... They kept, they, so he tried to get away to a deserted area. 
but they just kept following him. And he did not grow weary. He didn't get tired. He was not worried about, and they, and they came up to him wanting to hear from him. They wanted to be healed. And he said, you know, he had a choice. He could have very easily said, no, I'm tired right now. I don't want to do this. Y'all need to go away. Come back tomorrow. No, he didn't seek his own will. He didn't seek what the flesh desired. He didn't seek his own desires, but he sought the, the, the will of God. And that was to heal the lame, to, you know, to bring sight to the blind, to open the ear of the deaf, to, to move the tongue of the dumb. He didn't seek his own will, but he sought the will of others. And he just wanted to meet the needs of them. He wanted to help them out. It's something that we have gotten so far away from. We're, we're so caught, you know, we we go and yeah, we might, you know, we, we, we go and we work all day and then we come home and, you know, maybe there's some still some stuff that needs to be done around the house, but we're just so quick to say, no, I've worked all day, I don't feel like doing that. But somebody really needs help. And then, but we're still just like, no, I really, I worked all day. I'm tired. I don't need this right now. Oh, I just hope that we would have this same mindset that Jesus had. And that was the mind of, of our, of, of, of a clear conscience of a, a mind that was fixed on, on heavenly thoughts, a mind that was fixed on the will of Jesus, the will of the Lord. just pray that we would deny ourselves and pick up our cross daily and follow Jesus it can't be anything of us nothing good comes from humans every good thought comes from God first so there's no room for us to try and take any any glory from it all but that we should know that it comes from God first we have no room to try and take any credit for out of the man, out of man's heart, out of all of our hearts, comes evil, murder, adulterous thoughts. Terrible things come from us, and every good thing comes from God. So we just need to stay fixed on Jesus. We need to keep our eyes fixed on Him. So, verse twelve. Verse 11, he says, When the multitudes knew it, they followed him, and he received them, and spoke to them about the kingdom of God, and healed those who had need of healing. So he's just, he's just meeting their need. When the day began to wear away, the twelve came and said to him, Send the multitude away, that they may go into the surrounding towns and country, and lodge, and get provisions for where, for we are in a deserted place here. So they're saying, "Hey, man, you know they're they're tired, they're beat up, but they're they're not they're not fixed on the, they're not they're not having their eyes fixed on Christ. They're not. They're seeking their own desires. They're like, no, we're tired. We don't really want to be doing this. Well, I have to tell you, if you really want to live for Christ and you want to be used by God, you better give up the convenience of timing for yourself because there's nothing. You can't have a convenient timing. There's times where God will call you to go do something and." Though you might not be ready, if you really want to be used by God, you're gonna you're gonna have to give up convenience. You're gonna have to give up safety. You're gonna give up a lot of things. Convenience of timing is one of them, and right here was not a very convenient time for more people to just keep bombarding them for healing, for 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 teachings. But 
You know, Jesus was like, hey, I'm going to meet y'all's needs. It wasn't very convenient, but he still did it. That's how we need to be. So the, the so the twelve disciples are trying to tell Jesus, send him away, get him out of here. We're tired. You know, we've been working all day. We're we're send them away to go get their own food. We're, we just need a break. We just want to rest. But Jesus said in verse thirteen, but he said to them, You give them something something to eat. And they said, We have no more than five loaves. And two fish, unless we go and buy food for all these people. I sense a little sarcasm there when they said, unless we go buy food for all these people. Like, hey, you know we're not, we don't got enough money to go and buy food for, they got 5,000 men there. But Jesus said, you give them something to eat. Verse 14, for there were about 5,000 men. And I got to point this out, there was also women and children there. So you do an average size family, as they say it's typically three people, so there's 15,000 people there. But, you know, there could very well, the average size family thing could have been five, could have been six. You know, that's, well, that's 25,000 people right there. And the Lord filled them all, He gave them all food. So he said, For there were about five thousand men. Then he said to his disciples, Make them sit down in groups of fifty. And they did so, and made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude. So they all ate and were filled. And twelve baskets of the leftover fragment were taken up by them. So he filled... Let's say just to say fifteen thousand people. He gave them. He took five loaves of, and two fish, and he fed fifteen up to fifteen thousand people, and they still had leftover food. That's how powerful our God is. But the point I'm trying to make here is, he just continued to meet their needs no matter how tired he was. He wasn't stuck. He wasn't. He wasn't. Seeking what he wasn't seeking his own will, he wasn't seeking what the flesh wanted because the flesh would have said, No, we don't, you know, I'm tired, I don't want to do this right now. But that, and again, it wasn't convenient for that timing. But the Lord was just, He was perfect, He set the perfect example of how we need to be. And I just pray that we would be, uh, that we would wake up and just get off of our feet or get onto our feet, get off our butts, and start working. Start being the hands and feet of Christ. We would start helping out those who are poor. Those who are in need. We would meet their needs. Those who are mourning. Go and encourage them. Go lift them up. Those who are rejoicing. Rejoice with them. Go fellowship with others. Help the widows. Help the orphans. Help the poor. Go and preach the gospel to everyone. Work unto the Lord, not unto men first, but unto God. Seek His will and His desires. Delight yourself in the Lord and not in your own ways. And trust Him. Trust Him. He will provide for you.
Don't worry. Don't fret. Don't worry. God's going to provide. Trust Him and lean not on your own understanding, but on His wisdom and His knowledge and His understanding. And He will provide everything that you need. So just stay fixed on Jesus. Turn to Him. Be in consistent prayer. Consistently stay in His Word daily. Stay in fellowship with others and with God. Don't just be a hearer of the Word, but be a doer of the Word also. For if you just hear it but you don't do it, you're worthless. You're no good. I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. And I hope this message has blessed you. And I just hope that you guys go back and read it for yourselves. And uh, let God lead you in everything that you do. Have a great rest of your day. Preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick.